Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Great to be back when we're talking European rugby. Starts this weekend. Matt, plenty of excitement around it, isn't there? Yeah, well, it's, it's very unusual starting so late. We're going to get a couple of days till Christmas and we've got our first European game. So um, it's, it's different for all of us, really. We've probably got a few question marks on whether that's the right format or not. We'll, we'll only know later in the year. Trade-off is we get two weekends of quarterfinals, which is quarterfinals are the best weekends of club rugby in the year. But... It's um, it's going to be tough to know whether it's it's the good one or the bad one, but yeah, it's great, mate. It's it's the best competition in the world, and and obviously Irish rugby is hugely uh, linked with the Heineken Cup, and, and the the club rugby comes alive in Ireland when uh, when that cup comes out. You know, everyone's after it. Munster, Munster, the great team. Leinster really got a shot at it, and uh, you know, Ulster, Ulster got it in their DNA as well. So um, and Connacht have got have got a good. A good uh, run at it, even though the competition's probably structured against them. So yeah, it's, it's always exciting time of year. Alan, you have plenty of history in the competition. How much are you looking forward to it this year? Yeah, very much so, Stuart. I think, uh, as Matt said, um, it's. I remember as a player, it's always a different week when 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 the European Cup comes around. Um, obviously, there's a lot of moving parts to the season nowadays for a professional rugby player and different breaks with internationals, uh, domestic leagues, all that kind of stuff. But Europe is different. Um, it brings a certain amount of excitement. And I remember that fondly from my days playing in, in the competition. You know, when you when you go in on a Monday, a Monday morning and it's European week, it's a different week. It's a great chance to test yourself against um, players right across, across Europe, um, different environments. Uh, the challenges are going to France. The away trips, um, the excitement of of home games in Thomond Park, bring back great memories to me. And um, it was always a different week, and the intensity and the excitement levels just went up a couple of notches. And uh, so it'll be the same for the players. I think obviously we're going through um, unprecedented times with 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 COVID, um, a lot of uncertainty around sport in the last eighteen months. But thankfully, we have got um, this competition. Uh, to look forward to, I think it's it's exciting, and the players love it. I think um, it's it's a it's a real mental and physical challenge, Europe, and uh, it's about building momentum and um, something as I that I loved as a player. We'll get on to monsters talking points in a bit, but if we start firstly with the Irish provinces in Leinster, Matt, they have Bath on Saturday at the Viva. Leinster over the last couple of years maybe struggled in the big big games coming up. What do you make of them this year? 
Uh, Matt, they probably will be too good for Bath, don't you think? But just how do you think they'll fare this season? Yeah, I think just watching a little bit of Bath, especially their defence, I think they're really going to struggle against Leinster. If they don't change their defence, especially on set plays, Leinster will cut them apart. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not one, Stu, that's subscribing to the panic, you know, that Leinster are losing. You, you're never going to win this competition every every uh, every year. It's just not. No one does it, you know. It's, it's just too hard. But Leinster are a club that will be there or thereabouts. You know, to, to, to get knocked out in the semis. And we've got to remember last year, Leinster had to go away to Sandy Park and, and, and they booed Exeter in a great game. Then they had to go away to La Rochelle. You know, that, that's really hard. As Quinny just said, you know, to go to France and win at the top end is really, really tough. And um, so I don't think that means Leinster haven't got a chance. I, I actually think the opposite. I think they're there or thereabouts. And exactly as Alan also said, it, this competition gets a life of its own in the last month because you get that momentum, how's your injuries, where you're feeling, and then you get the luck of the draw. Where's, where's the semi going to be at? And, and when you get your home semis and so on, that, that, that has a huge influence on your progress into it. So Leinster played. I thought they played magnificent rugby against Connacht. They... Um, they got ambushed a bit by Ulster and like every great team, they don't like losing and they came back and played really well. And I, I think Leinster at the end of the season will be there or thereabouts and they've got as good a chance as anyone is winning it. But this Saturday, I think they'll they'll definitely be too good. I think Bath, Bath are a club that's a little bit lost at the moment and uh, the Aviva the week before Christmas hasn't been a happy hunting ground for English clubs um, and I think Bath will fall into the same path that, that the others have. Yeah, I'll... Bath are really, really struggling. But why do you think Leinster have come up sort of a wee bit short there the last couple of years? Is it just physicality or is it a lot more than that, Al? Um, It's not just physicality. Um, it's very... When you get into to quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, it's, it's about form, injuries, um, availability of players... Um, Look at a look at a look on the day. A little bit of luck that you you have, and I thought, look, that I suppose Leinster's uh, lost to Saracens and lost to La Rochelle in the last couple of seasons um, has been the one talking point is coming out as physicality and and power and and all that kind of stuff, and that's probably the question mark that's there. But um, Matt said it; it's a very hard competition, and on the day you can things can go wrong for you, and and it's a very difficult competition to to win, to get everything right. You look at Leinster last year away at Exeter, one of the most physical teams in the in the Gallagher Premiership. They were outstanding. They 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 had pace, tempo, power, physicality, everything in their game. Um, they have a couple of injuries for that game in La Rochelle and a game they started really well and they looked like they were they settled into the game exactly what you want to do in France when you go there and um it started to unravel a little bit in the second half, small margins, a little bit of discipline. Um, and, and some of the big La Rochelle powerful players, Antonio making big carries and um, Will Skelton, they did some damage there. And, you know, players can just switch off a little bit. Of course, the physicality helps, um, but it doesn't win you games. And I think Leinster matured and, you know, they've got Ron Kelleher, who, in my opinion, um, is... He, he can be world-class. I think he's shown his quality. He's matured and he's developing into a wonderful player. 
Um, Porter's back in the front row. Um, and I think they can. Their back row, Jack Conan, Doris, Van der Fleer, all brilliant players and, and in real good form. So if they can keep those guys fit and healthy, um, I think they can they can have a real impact in this competition. You know, go back to Saracens, the scrum was an issue. I think these things happen on the day at times. And it's probably the one area that you would try and target Leinster. They don't have any big physical brutes like Skelton, like Antonio, like Billy Vunapolo. Um, but uh, their overall game is well-equipped to, to go far in this competition and, and be potential winners. Um, so is it an issue? We will know more as the competition goes on. I think um, they'll have learned a lot from that about playing, uh, about stopping those big runners get at them and hurt them like in that La Rochelle game and, and the scrum issues that they had against Saracens. So um, they'll learn from that and I think they will be there or thereabouts. So I don't think it's a big issue. Of course, on the day, if you have the likes of Antonio Skelton, they can help you. They can break up a mall. They can make a big carry. They're unique players and, and, and not every team has them. Toulouse have a lot of power um, and you've got to stop that power and there's ways of doing that. So, you know, Lens are not ever going to, you know, overpower a team with just physicality. I think their accuracy, their tempo and their very physical side as well, Leinster, when they, when they need to be. So it's just about learning that in the last couple of years and I don't think it's a big issue. You mentioned Alan there, Toulouse. They were obviously the first team to win five of these titles. Lance will be hurting from that, won't they? They wanted to be the team to do that, didn't they? Yeah, of course. Um, and and they were in a good position. I think everybody fancied him to do that. Um, obviously, you know, it's sometimes it is the luck of the draw. And and for any team that has won this competition, I think the history has shown us that, you know, away quarterfinal wins are hard to come by, away semi-final wins are hard to come by. And so, <coughs> sometimes, excuse me, you need a little bit of luck uh, with the draw and where, where your game is going to be. Is it going to be in your home country? And uh, that makes a difference. Um, Toulouse are a side that I think they, they obviously have great history in this competition. Um, they really pride themselves. One one of the few French teams that just when the European Cup comes around, like I said at the start, they get excited about it. It's in their DNA. They have a great team now. They have a lot of balance. They have power, pace, um, a lot of French internationals, Dupont, Intimac, Tolafua, you know, Mauvaca. You can just keep naming them. The Arnold brothers, um, great mix and blend to their game. Uh, Mathis Labelle on the wing. I think he's a very exciting player. Um, so they have loads of players across the board. And I think, you know, like I said, they come alive for this competition and and they're in great shape. And, and they're the ones who've, who've gone on and won the fifth one, which, of course, Leinster wanted to do that. But they're going to be there, thereabouts. And again, it's small margins. There's probably three or four or five teams who you'd fancy to be to be right in the mix at the end. And Toulouse are certainly the favourites and justifiably so. I think Leinster just sit behind them. But... If Leinster were to play Toulouse in a quarter-final, semi-final or round 16 game in Dublin, well, you'd fancy Leinster because... But if you're going to the south of France, it takes away a little bit of of of, um, of, of that favouritism, if you like, and it gives it to the home team. And Matt, speaking of going to France, your former team Ulster have to do that. They have to go to Clermont. 
Yeah. What do you make of Ulster? Is it just <clears throat> the usual? You know, they beat Leinster at the RDS, <clears throat> then they lose to the Ospreys just last week. Just up and down, Matt, or where do you think Ulster are at the moment? Oh, you know, I think the Ospreys defeat would have been shattering for the team because I, I actually think they're over that. That's true. I think they've matured and moved on, and I think Dan McFarlane, their coach, has done an outstanding job up there. And uh, that, you know, they're at the well, they were equal first in the competition, and then the lose of the Ospreys is is very disappointing. Now they they did make a lot of changes. Let's be very fair to them. There was a I haven't got the exact number here in front of me, but I think there was only there was only three players, uh, two players left in the pack from the pack that played Leinster. So they have made a lot of changes, but that still doesn't take away the fact that they they got beaten. But uh, if you're going to lose a game, it's not bad to do a week before Europe starts because that'll that'll refocus them. And as Alan said, European weeks they got an edge to them. Ulster is a club that highly value Europe. The, the supporters value it, the committees value it and the players and staff value it. So they'll want to do well in it. They've got a really tough assignment away uh, to Claremont. Uh, you know, Stad Michelin there, Frederick Michelin, is is a really, really hard place to go. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I was there a long time ago and we, I got a win there. And I can tell you, we won by the skin of our teeth. But not many teams go there and pick up the win. So uh, I saw them play last week. That is Claremont and they are... Um, Mauling exceptionally well. They've still got some old stages in their uh, in their uh, back line that are guiding them around. The generals are there. Camilla's still there at uh, at ten, and they're going to move Ulster around a lot and confront them a lot. Where where Ulster don't like it now. And again, at Ravenhill on a cold, wet Friday night is a completely different kettle of fish to going over to Claremont and playing them in what looks to be cold, clear weather uh, in front of a packed uh, house in, in Claremont. So I think Ulster really, will really know a lot more about them at, at full time. If they've, got it, if they've got what it takes or are they just pretenders? Uh, and it would be a very interesting one. I, I actually think Claremont will win it. I'd like to see Ulster win it, but the, the loss last week does put questions in your mind. The only thing we can say to put that that loss into its um, into perspective is I think Mc, Coach McFarlane was preparing for this week and sacrificed last week. He didn't want to lose that game. He didn't think he would. But I think there was a reason for it. Yeah, Quinny, what do you make of Ulster? They have a couple of missing. Henderson, Jordy Murphy, Claremont, I think of Lopez, Pinot, Rackett, to name a few. They still have a lot of stars in Claremont. They mightn't be the side they used to be, but it's going to be very, very difficult for Ulster, yeah. isn't it, Quinny? It is going to be very difficult. I think there's a lot of um, Lavanini is missing as well. Obviously, he got the, he's he's serving a suspension. But you know whether they play Vahmahina, uh, Arthur Turia is there. You know Morgan Para, Lopez, Fritz Lee, uh, Yato is a great player. The Fijian back row. So they've they've a lot of power. They've a lot of pace. They play with great width to their game, and. Nothing's changed as regards going to the going to Claremont because it's a wonderful stadium. The crowd get behind them. If they get a flow to their game, they go crazy and the players respond to that. So for Ulster, and I think they've been there before, they'll realise the atmosphere and they'll understand that if you if you don't control the tempo of the game, you're in big trouble. If they get on the front foot. And you know, just look at Munster last year, they went there. 
Um, Claremont started like a house on, a house on fire. Um, early tries looked like they were going to blow Munster off the field. And then Munster started this remarkable comeback and believe in themselves. They're accurate. They hold on to the ball. And if you build, it's probably, we probably say this a lot about French teams, but if you build multiple phases, um, they get a, they switch off a little bit, no matter how talented these guys are. And you've got to do that in France. If you want to be successful and, and have, be in with a chance of winning, you've got to retain possession. You've got to play with a bit of pace to your game. Um, players have got to step up and want to make hard yards, make carries, and you can stretch them. Um, and Munster did that um, last year. And you put that little bit of seed of doubt in their minds and and um, you start to believe as a team. And Ulster have got to do that. They've got to, you know, I'm saying you've got to go and start well. Well, look at Munster last year. They didn't start well. They started making mistakes, conceding tries. And you look like it's, it's going to be a long, long day. And they end up with this remarkable win at the end of the game. I think Ulster have just got to believe in themselves because... I think they've shown us glimpses when they retain possession and when they hold on to the ball um, and when they protect that ball and, and play with a little bit of wit and, and expansion that they're a good side. But the problem, and we keep saying this about Ulster, and whether they like it or not, we're going to keep saying it, unless they they back up a big win with another win, a hard one of these ones where you got to roll up the sleeves, and that was the Ospreys one. Um, we talk about Leinster standards and people trying to attain that level and get to their level. They have more depth for sure. But there's a standard there that, and Mick Galway used to always say it to us as, as when he captained Munster, you know, we don't, no matter what, if we lose one, we don't go out and allow another team beat us the week after. We find some kind of resolve or resilience to get that result no matter what. And you have a different kind of drive and, and, and temperament and that was the disappointing thing for me with Ulster, that after the big win, the high of the win in the RDS, they needed to grind out a result over in the Ospreys. Now, the Ospreys made it very difficult for, for Munster a few weeks previous as well, and they had that ability to do that to teams. But I was just disappointed that they didn't find a way, and that kind of question mark still hangs over Ulster. I think when they play and they're on the front foot and they get their mojo going, they're a very good side and they can score tries, but it's just when they don't have the ball, making good decisions, and they've got to do that in Clermont. You know, will Vermeulen be available? He'd be a massive asset if he is, even though he hasn't played for them. But just his presence alone around there, and, you know, Henderson's a huge loss. Uh, Jordy Murphy, that kind of experience. But I think if they, if they believe in themselves, they can certainly cause Clermont trouble. But you have to imagine Clermont are the side that that are going to win this game. Tell me about it, Quinny. It's difficult supporting a team for 31 years. You never know what the result's going to be. You mentioned there, Dwayne Vermeulen there. He's going to be a massive asset. And there is a bit of chat. He may be involved on Saturday. He'll be great if he is for Ulster. Yeah, he's a great player. And, and Matt knows this as a coach as well. You bring in leaders into a group when you... You need leaders. You need people to step up in France. You, there's no doubt. You can't just go there and think, well, we've trained well all week and it's been lovely in training and we've trained hard. It's a mental, there's a mental side to this as well. You need guys to, 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 to say, right, we're going to go toe to toe here. Um, a bit of old school approach that you rally the troops in the dressing room and you go out with fire and you, you, you know, it still doesn't give you 
it doesn't guarantee you any sort of results around, but it means you have to be ready for the fight. And his kind of experience and leadership in that group, you know, he's the kind of fellow who will be kind of have that wry smile if he's in if he's in the team going out on Saturday. And guys got to respond. They can't expect to end Vermeulen to go out there and, and be the one. But you've got to step up and you need leaders. And and that's the thing that I always say about Europe. It's it's about um having that fight, having that old school approach sometimes that you're going to stand toe-to-toe here and you're going to give it your your best. And, and they need that fight and desire there. And Vermeulen and Falg would be massive. You know, Matt knows that as a coach. <laughs> if you, I wouldn't be looking at his game minutes in the last four or five weeks and saying, well, they're, they're, they're limited and he had COVID. I'd be saying, get him on the bench, start him, bring him off, whatever. Have him some way involved in that team bus pulling up at, in Claremont on, on Saturday. Mark, as a coach, how frustrating is it, you know, a big win and then you don't back it up the next week? Like, are you just tearing your your hair out? Oh, mate. Well, I, I, I'm not bringing this up because Alan's there, but when I was coaching Ulster 10 years ago, we had an incredible win against Munster in Limerick at the moment. The first, first time Ulster had beat, beaten Munster since, I think it was 1914 or 1915 or something like this. The next week we went over to um, Edinburgh, and Edinburgh were right down the bottom. And of course we lost. You just, you just, you just walk around. Going, Why? Where, where did this come from? Why does it happen? And Quinny smacks it right on the head. Uh, you know, and I'm not not taking you. Know, your coaches can't uh, uh, abdicate responsibility, but you also got to look for for responsibility. And leadership is. So, so important. And one of the reasons why Quinny's generation at Munster were so successful is because they had so many great leaders. And Irish rugby, uh, you know, is littered with great leadership. You know, if we go back right to Willie John McBride, look look at the influence those guys, Kieran Fitzgerald. Uh, uh, and then you're coming through into, into, into like Paul and Brian O'Driscoll's time and and moving forward you know leadership is super important and at club level where you, where you obviously haven't you still got very good players but you haven't got all the international players that leadership is infectious infectious and it, it, when you've got the players learn a lot more from the people around them than they do from a coach and that's why you you need you know we say one captain 23 leaders everyone has to lead in their area they've got to beat the guy in front of them, they've got to be that man. And if and you can do it one week, but if you don't do it the next week, it doesn't matter who's coaching you, you'll lose. And so what what Alan's saying is right, you know, I, I would I I am sure Coach McFarlane will be rolling him out on skates if he has to. It, it, but it get him on the field. And I'd start him, no matter what, just say, mate, go as long as you can. Go give us everything you got. When you when you've run out of juice, I'll get you off. But go. And and he's a champion. He'll 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 give him sixty minutes if you can get if they can possibly get him out. But if they don't, like you know, these places are so hard to go to and eke out a win uh, on on these big big away games in France. It is so difficult. And I'm not taking anything away from Munster's great win last year. It was phenomenal. I I thought they were dead and sunk for all money. And Munster came back and had an unbelievable win. But it was an empty stadium. And that's not taking anything away from Munster's win. What I'm saying is the mountain that Ulster have to climb is even harder because these people up there in Claremont, they're fanatic. 
They're fanatical and fanatics about their club. It just, like they've got drums and bands and it just goes on and on and on. It is a, one of the hardest places in the world to go and get a win. So if you can win there, you're a good team. Like Munster proved last year. Well, we'll see if Ulster can pull it off. Al, moving on to your old team, Munster. Where do we start? 22 new registered players. Still some players and coaches stuck in South Africa, which is so disappointing for them because of COVID. And they're going to be taking on Wasps on Sunday. A massive mountain to climb. What do you make of it all? Yeah, it's 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 a lot's been spoke about it, Stuart, and uh, it is what it is. They've they've um, a crazy situation really with what happened in South Africa and the players testing positive there and having to isolate fourteen management and players and staying in South Africa. Players coming home, I think thirty four came home, and there's some positive cases amongst them as well. Um, so it's been very strange um, and crazy and unique, I think. Um, all eyes will be on that Wasp Monster game on Sunday to see what happens. And uh, maybe we, we might see one or two emerging stars. Um, I think it's it's a difficult situation, you know. Um, I think Munster are lucky that, you know, they've nine internationals, I think, is it at home, um, that were due to fly out the... the, the a week after and play the Lions game, the second URC game. Um, luckily, they didn't, um, and that they're, you know, Munster in a better position than, say, Cardiff or Scarlets, I think. And, um, you know, they have a fair bit of experience there. And then they've got to make up make up the rest of the squad with um, NTS players, uh, provin the provincial talent squad, uh, all Ireland League players who were, you know, probably identified to be. You know involved in future academies and stuff like that and they've got to step up and um and go for go and play playing your as i said europe is different i think the only glimmer of hope is that um and the, the the only solace here is that and it's very i have to be very careful saying this because um wasps have a lot of injured players they've they've i think they've 17 or 18 players out they've been really stretched themselves players like joe launchbury dan robson fekatoa really top class, world-class players are missing. Um, does it make it a little bit easier? Slightly, but like it makes no sense if Munster go and do something here because, but as a Munster man, um, I said this a few times during the week, I, I'd, I'd just love to be in that situation where I was one of those internationals at home and trying to bring on some young guys and say, let's let's go and, and, and give it a crack. And one thing we'll do is just step up to the plate. We we may be beaten. There's no pressure here because the reality is, unless something extraordinary happens, you know, Wasps win this game. Um, but they can they can learn a lot. They can come together as a group and they can they can get something out of it. Um, they're they've home and away with casts um, in the next two rounds, and then they've wasped at home. So they still have a glimmer of hope. If you win, you can win two games in this and collect, collect bonus points and stuff like that, and maybe have a chance of getting into the round sixteen stage. Uh, win three games, and you will make it. So um, I was really happy that Monster came out right from the word go and said we're going to play this game. Um, now they were a little bit more fortunate than we we'll say Cardiff or Scarlets. There's that they had those internationals at home, and that gives it a strong foundation. But 
it's a very difficult situation and I'm glad that they're going to play this game and it's as I said it's going to be an intriguing contest. What did Peter O'Malley say yesterday? He's training with lads early 2000s. Keith Earl's old enough to be their father. What did you well, make of that out? Uh, well, I, I, I had that situation when I was coming towards the end of my career when you the likes of Keith Earls uh, come and training and uh, and some of the younger players as well. So yeah, it's look, um, they're good players and they're guys who are probably, you know, the, the all the academy players. I think this 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 isn't even a sub academy. This is guys in the national talent squad. This is guys in the provincial talent squad. So they're kind of levels below the academies and the sub academy. So Munster had so many players with them in South Africa and more were to join the internationals i think and it was it, it was in with a view to taking on the bulbs and the lines and then trying to integrate integrate the internationals and get them to play uh which they should have been playing the lines last weekend um and that team would have been as close as the team would have started the was that's ideally what they wanted to happen but obviously all that went up in the air and you've young guys here and Someone like Patrick Campbell, who's been playing with Young Monsters, really, really talented player. Um, he could be involved and has trained with him. I think what an opportunity for him. Daniel Okeke, who plays with Shannon, unbelievably powerful back row player, um, really promising, played for the Ireland 20s. Um, he's someone who could go out and shine here. Roman Salanoa, who came from Leinster a year and a half ago and has had a lot of injuries. Um, he's been back fit it could be a great opportunity for him whether he starts or start or is on the bench chris farrell risky situation with chris farrell do you put him straight into the team um and risk him you know picking up an injury it's hard for a guy who'd been out injured for a long time like that um so it's a very strange situation but one they've got to get on with and you know those young players i think they'll feel a bit of comfort with the likes of dialinde Peter O'Mahony, Ty Byrne, these guys. So I think it's it's one that um, could be a difficult day for him. But I'm kind of really excited and looking forward to seeing it. And I don't expect Munster to win. Maybe they will shock us um, and bring some of that Munster spirit that's, that's needed and play with a bit of freedom as well. So let's see what happens. But it's certainly one to, to, uh, that's going to be really intriguing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, Matt, what do you make of it? Some boys playing energy out there at Doyle one week and the Heineken Cup the next. Pretty fascinating, isn't it? 
it's like something out of those, <coughs> excuse me, those old storybooks, isn't it? You know, that kids dream of playing, dream of playing. We used to have the one as cricketers that there'd be an injury and you'd be asked from the crowd to come out and, you know, field for Australia or something, which which does happen. There are some guys who've got to do that, substitutions. But, you know, the chance of it happening. So you've got these young Munster guys that be looking at the Munster team, dreaming of one day wearing the jersey at the senior level, thinking that's years away if it is ever going to happen because, as Alan knows, you have a lot of guys come into the system and a lot of them don't make it. They never actually play a game. The system pumps them out. As we say, the game's finished with you before you're finished with the game. These guys are going to play. I, I reckon that's a great story. What a, what a story these guys are going to tell their kids in years to come, you know. Christmas to Christmas time, there's going to be some great tales told in Munster. And as Alan said, they've got zip to lose. Everyone in the world expects them to lose, and they should lose. But that's their opportunity, isn't it? This is, this is the great thing. You've, those boys have got an opportunity that they never thought they would have. You'd be saying, young man, grab this. Grab it with everything you got. Give it everything you got and hang on to the bugger as tight as you can. Don't let it go. And as, Al, as Alan said, they mightn't win, but they come out and put in a performance. They come out and, and maybe limit the damage so they don't get a – Wasp doesn't get a bonus point win and, and they score some points themselves. That could, that's, that could be in, in uh, two months' time. That could be as good as a win for Munster. So all these opportunities can be laid out and twisted in, into a positive light for these young men. And, again, for senior players, here's their chance to really step up and, and be the leadership that we just spoke about that Alan was saying. I, I, I think in, this, in the darkness of this situation, there's nothing but light for, these, for the team that they put out because they've got nothing to lose. Everything they do can be a bonus. And, and that's the sort of day, as a young, a young man, you would thrive in. You would just say, this is, this is my dream. This is my day. It might never come again, but, boy, I'm going to grab this bugger now and I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm like Quinny. I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be the most fascinating game of the weekend. I can tell you fancy them there, Matt, do you? <laughs> to go and win? Well, I, I don't, I, you know, if I wasn't saying this publicly, if it was just us, I'd be saying to Quinny, I reckon these blokes might give this a shake. Publicly, I'm not going to say that because it's just impossible, isn't it? It's just we just know it's impossible, but that's what that's what the great can do. It It doesn't make sense that um, any of us would kind of speak and say that monster will go and win this game. It was always going to be really difficult, even with a full monster team, when you're away from home. And I know Wasps have had their struggles themselves, but you know even. Even when you think about the the, the the situation here, Stuart, is 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 that little bit of physical development in guys who are in the system that are not academy players, they're adults, they're men, um, as opposed to 19, 20-year-olds who are still very, very powerful and strong guys. But it's just that little bit of um, battled-hardened approach that you get when you're in a system for a while. So even if you're a squad player, and, and going back to my days at Munster, we had... A group of players who when the internationals are away which was probably 17 or 8 guys pretty much away with the international squads all the time there was a group behind that were the depth was phenomenal um and they were hard they were resilient um they were powerful and then you go down another level and you know of course you've got talent and you've got excitement and you've got really good players but it's just it's about 
decision making it's about a little bit of a nose um being cute and what way you play the game um being confrontational all that kind of stuff that comes with a little bit of experience um you've nine you probably have eight or nine internationals starting and then you've got six guys on the, uh, that will start that you know are, are lacking that little bit of experience now what you get from that is you get maybe no baggage you get guys who have talent who say i'm going to show a little bit of character here i'm going to do something i'm going to smash one of the opposition players but that's what worries me and then maybe the scrum situation that that physical power that you get with 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 maturity with age particularly front row players you know they get stronger as they get older and a lot of them don't mature until their mid-20s so if you've young props in there who haven't really experienced that that would be a little concern. So there's certain areas, and John Mitchell has said this, that they're going to attack and challenge Monster. He played down the whole thing in his press conference yesterday that they're not going to be fooled by this Monster, you know, just turning up to fulfil the fixture. And that he he reckons, look, the reality is it's not going to be the strongest Monster team. It's going to be a very half really strong and half very, very weak. But how they gel together and, and, and that little bit of... Um, togetherness and hardness that you need in these games is is what will make a little bit of a difference. But you look at some guys, and Matt said this, we could see one or two of these younger players, and you might see something in what one or two things they do to go, He, I like that. I like that bit of presence or that little bit of attitude about this guy. And I think this Okeke fella is capable of that. I think he's a powerful brute. Um, he's a really good ball carrier. Um, but let's wait and see. It's look on paper, Was win this game. I'm sure Munster and uh, Peter O'Mahony will be firing up the players to say we're we're not just turning up here. And, and I hope they bring a bit of fight, and I hope they get something out of it, even if they get they get well beaten. Um, I hope they can get something out of it that involves growth for the future, or togetherness that brings everyone because they've been through a difficult situation the last few weeks. Now. People on the outside of sport and lots of people have been in far worse situations. So it's it's not not the end of the world. Um, sport gives everyone a lift. And um, I hope we get a bit of a lift out of them on Sunday. And we'd be crazy to say Monster will win this game. You know, it's it's not realistic. But they've done crazy things over the years. And uh, I've involved in some of those matches. So, um, but look, was, what, I think the, the thing here is, and if I was in the Wasp group and... I, and, and uh, Mitchell is someone who's a lot of experience and 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 Lee Blackett as well. They're not going to buy into this situation. The challenge for them all week is let's block out the outside noise. Um, we're in a this is a potential banana skin. So it's just the mental side of this for both sides is going to be really really important. Well, we shall see. Moving on to Collett, they have a good chance first up on Sunday at home. The sports ground against Stade Francais. Stade Francais definitely aren't the side they used to be. Not sure they're not. And Andy Friend will want to pick up a win to start yeah. the competition, won't he? Yeah, the, the, the Stade Francais of the past that was, you know, really the glam club of France when uh, Max Cazone was, was the, the owner there or the president. Those days are long gone. Um, you know, they... they uh, I... I, I believe my, my view of, of Stade Francais is that they haven't quite realised that yet. 
they still think they're superstars. They just don't win any games to back it up anymore, you know, or don't win many. Uh, and I, I think I know going to the show, uh, to, to the sports ground on a very cold, <laughs> wintry, wintry weekend with that wind whipping in off the Atlantic with the beautiful view of the cemetery overlooking the ground is not something that the Parisians relish. And it's something that Andy Friend will be just rubbing his hands with glue. I, I think Connor can come away with a famous scalp there. I watched a little bit of the stat. I didn't watch the whole game. I watched a bit of the Stade Francais um, game on the weekend and um, they were ordinary. They're, they're, they've got some good individuals. You know, it's a top 14 team in France, so they're not fools. But this is not a great side playing rugby like Toulouse are playing. And the other part with the French, as as Alan was pointing out, it's about the attitude they bring. And clubs like Toulouse and Claremont that, and La Rochelle, because, I think because Ronan's there, they have an attitude towards Europe that is like the Irish clubs. They believe in Europe. They believe in the concept. They think it's important and they want to go for it. Now, in the old days, Stade Francais had that attitude when they were up there, there and thereabouts uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Th- that's not there anymore. Their focus is totally top 14, survival in top 14, not to get relegated and at best to make a playoff. So I, I'm not so sure they're going to come with the killer attitude required to win in Europe that you need wherever you go away from home, you need a killer attitude. I'm not so sure they'll bring that. And if they don't, um, you know, Conrad at home have been playing some really positive rugby. They had a bit of a shaky start. Um, away from home, their defence has been poor. I'm going to use that term. I have to say it. They've, they've conceded a lot of points. They've scored some really good points, but away from home, they've let in far too many. And it's something that Andy Friend needs to really focus on. I'm sure he doesn't need me to tell him that. But I think this week they got a good shot, a very, very good shot, and I, I actually think they they can pull off the win. Yeah, Alan, uh, Colton have never made the knockout stages of the Champions Cup. They have Stade and Leicester in their pool. Do you think they are good enough this season, Alan, or do you still think they'll come up short? Um, I think that it's it's a really difficult. Um, group of matches for them. I think they will beat Stad. I think um, I watched most of that Stad game last week and they have some, um, you know, really athletic physical players. Um, and I think some dangerous players who can really cut you open if you give them time and space. But I just think Connacht, um, they've, they've increased their, their resilience. I think they've, they're, when they're on the front foot, they're a brilliant side to watch. Um, and they'll know, Andy Friend knows this, they've got to win. They've got to win this game because they've back-to-back games with Leicester, which I think is uh, is going to decide whether Connacht get out of this group because I think you've, uh, the following week, they're away in Leicester. And I think not alone will Leicester be favourites, but they can beat you up and batter you as well and and... And, and kind of damage you mentally. And I think, you, I wouldn't, I'm not saying that I'd, I think Leicester are going to just run away with that game the week after, because I think kind of, there's just something about their confidence, the way they play and the belief. Um, but I think they there's still issues about them physically and having a real physical presence. And I think if teams, and Leicester probably showed that last, last weekend in the game, 
where they totally overpowered them and and made them look ordinary at times in that second half. Andy Friend spoke about maybe the mental side of it that they 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 got a little bit ahead of themselves. Um, but I think they've got to just focus on this one game, this stat game, get a win, get some confidence and momentum going. Um, they're going to be a big side stats, um, but they're a side, I think, that, as Matt said, their focus will be probably far more on the top 14. That's not to say that they'll come and try and win. If you allow them play, they can they can really hurt you no matter where, where the game is on. But I'd fancy Connacht to do that. And then it's, look, it's the back-to-back games with Leicester will really kind of decide whether, you know, Connacht get out of the group and make that round 16 and get into the knockout stages. Um, I think they're good enough. It'd be a brilliant achievement for them. I think it's probably more important that they get into Europe next year through the, the domestic league, which is going to be difficult and tricky with them, for them as well. Um, they're good enough to be there. And let, let's hope they can they can grow here and 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 show some brilliant performances. And that has to start with a win against Stad. Um, and you never know. They go to, to Welford Road the following week. It's really hard and daunting task to do that because of the history of Leicester and the way they're... They won nine out of nine out of nine in the in the the Gallagher Premiership, and the problem when you play Leicester is they're very very strong defensively. And Matt spoke about the contrast between number one and the team at the bottom of the table, which is Bath. Um, the amount of tries they're conceding, points can they're conceding. Leicester have conceded the fewest amount of tries, and it shows with them being top. So they're very, very strong defensively. It's hard to break them down. Um, and that's going to be the challenge for Leicester, for for Connacht. But look, we're, we're going ahead to next week and I shouldn't be doing that. I think it's about starting well at home. And if they play the way um, with the pace and and tempo that, that, that we know Connacht can bring... Um, I think they can they can start this this competition off with a really positive result against that on on, uh, on Sunday. You mentioned there Leicester flying in the Premiership. Oh, it's great to have them back just in Europe in general, back hopefully fighting at the top table. But also we must touch on the current champions to lose. We mentioned earlier how good they were last year. How do you fancy their chances this year, Matt? Interesting one, uh, Stu. You know, they won top 14 and Europe last year. To do that back-to-back is very hard. And uh, Ugo Monier, their coach, came out last week. They lost on um, uh, on the weekend to uh, Bordeaux. And I have to say, Toulouse didn't play well. Um, now, it's tough conditions, but that's beside the point. They haven't been hitting their straps like they were last year. And um, Hugo Monia came out and said, wow, look, this is so hard to win on both fronts, on the top 14, and, and it's going to be hard in Europe. So... He's basically sending a message that Guy Nouvez, the former coach, used to send was that we're going to focus on one or the other. So some years he would say, we're going for the top 14. Some years he would say, we're going for the for the uh, Heineken Cup. And that would depend where you end up later in the year. Now, Toulouse aren't failing. They're coming second. They've been leading all year. But they just haven't been playing the really sexy, snappy, offloading, brilliant game that they played last year where they were just really untouchable at certain points of the year. Now, they've still got great players. Uh, as Alan uh, uh, came to, the pack is incredible. Best best nine in the world. 
Entomac, uh, uh, Ramos, you know, to play fullback. Madad's still still there. The old Maxim Madad in his mid-30s. Maybe his last year he's talking about going again. Get him at, uh, at, at outside centre. I mean, they've still got a really good team. I, I think a lot's going to depend, and I suspect them to make the quarters. I, I think we can't say what Toulouse are going to do until the quarterfinal stage because the way their coach is talking and the way they're playing, they, they, they're going to have to make a choice at some stage which competition they focus on. Now, we know that every other club in France except Toulouse has the top 14 above winning a World Cup. French players say that all the time. They choose between a World Cup and winning a top 14, they take the top 14, except for Toulouse. They're the club in France that values Europe higher than any other club. So I think the watching of Toulouse this season in Europe is going to be a really fascinating journey because the other thing that's in the middle of it, the Six Nations, there is a lot of players from Toulouse going to focus, uh, feature in the French national team. So how they come back from that, that tournament and how they come out, that, that's the fascinating part. But don't write them off. Don't write them off at all. They, they're still a great team. But I, I, I do, just to finish on that, I do see a little bit of fatigue in them, even at this stage of the year. So it'll be interesting where they uh, where they pan out come uh, April, May. Do you agree with Matt Allen there? Is there a bit of fatigue, or do you think they can go on with another title? Well, they have a big squad, sure, and I think that's really important. Um, and it's how you manoeuvre throughout the season, and and it's getting a bit of luck with injuries and stuff like that that you keep guys fit and healthy um look any team that can put out uh, dupont into mac um and the pack of forwards that they have so if they're all fit and and and, and healthy and well um and i think it's it, it, for you gomola it's about just uh it's hard to keep it going on both fronts and that's an incredible achievement matt has alluded to that um really really difficult because it's the emotional turmoil of that week after week, trying to get that emotional pitch right. Um, and these guys are away playing, they're off playing Six Nations, playing internationals. They have a lot of internationals as well. So um, they're probably um, the closest to Leinster. If not, they're probably, yeah, well, their budget is absolutely incredible. But we talk about Leinster's depth all the time and their depth chart is very, very big particularly with their forwards i not so much in their backs matt i would say suggest i think they've struggled a little bit they've ended up playing zach holmes in the center and gitun and peter aki has been out injured um i think they had um the argentinian uh outside back play there last year in that final when they had injuries but and la rochelle made him look ordinary for probably 20 minutes in that game last last year but I just think with the power and the pace they have, if 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 they can get as close to full strength, you look at. I just look at their forward pack: um, Julian Marchand and Paul uh, Malvaca, hookers, just incredible ball players. Charlie Fomuina, the Arnold brothers. You can just roll these guys off. They're seasoned internationals and their quality, um, but they've a lot of rugby to play. So that could be a, could be an issue. And Matt has said that as well. You know, how do you go from getting your emotional pitch right with playing the All Blacks, playing for your club, playing in the league, back to Six Nations. It's a bit of a roller coaster up and down. So you need a big squad for that. But look, I think they're probably the team to beat um, in this competition. But 
who knows? Bordeaux could be a surprise packet this year. Matt will probably know more about them. They're, they, they've got Leicester at home. Clermont every year, we speak about them. Um, Racing have been very up and down. I think on their day, no one would probably fancy playing them, particularly in Paris. Um, Exeter. So there's a number of teams who can win this. Leinster probably from an Irish perspective. Uh, but Toulouse are going to be right up there, I think, and, and a hard team to beat. It's going to be fascinating. Just to finish off the pod, lads, quick predictions. Matt, the four provinces this weekend, who's going to win? And also your overall winner of the tournament. Well, I think it's going to be 50-50. I think uh, Connor and uh, Leinster will um, pick up a win. And I've got bad news for Alan. The Leinster team are going to be inspired, Quinny, because um, I have to remind you, mate, We've got a reunion. It's 20 years since uh, we, that team won the Celtic League against Munster. I don't want to hear it, Matt. I don't want to hear it. I try and bring it up every time I see you. But uh, uh, I do think Leinster will win that game. And uh, we, we might be lucky to see the end of it. We've got a luncheon at the game. We'll be, be really looking forward to catching up with all the boys. But uh, I'd love to see Ulster win. That's a hard task. And Munster have an impossible task, which means Munster have got a good shot. When you tell Munster it's impossible, then that's when they say, I'm going to prove you wrong. Uh, two fascinating games. And, and they, look, we could come out with, with more than two. I think there's definitely two there. But Munster and uh, Ulster, they, they've got a task on their hands away from home. And who's going to win it, Mark? Uh, I, I think Claremont will win. And I, I do. Th- I, I, you just got to say, Wasps are going to win. And sorry, the overall winner? Oh, the overall thing? Oh, Stewie. Gee whiz, mate. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one. First week, you've got to put the... Yeah, uh, uh, Leinster, yeah Leinster, Leinster or Toulouse, I think, will win it. And Quinny, the four provinces results and a winner? Um, yeah, Leinster, Connacht, um, two wins there. And unfortunately, I think Munster and Ulster may come up short and, and, and lose those games, which is not the end of the world for them. They're both tough away games and the circumstances are difficult for them. Um, overall winner, I would say, uh, it's um, it's a tricky one. It's Leinster to lose, I think, for me. Um, and just depends um, what happens when you get to the, the, the those knockout stages. So I think Leinster, Leinster are probably the ones I'd pick. Well, lads, it's been really, really interesting. You both can't be right, but we shall see this weekend and going forward. Thanks for joining me, and it's great to have you on the pod, and we will chat again this time next week. Cheers. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks, Stuart. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 